Hey, you're listening to the Riverdale Podcast, the official Archie Comics podcast. My name is Jonathan. Welcome to lovely Riverdale, USA. Hey folks, welcome to the official Archie Comics podcast, The Riverdale Podcast. We update every Saturday morning, and every week we break things up four ways. First up this week is the book of the week. That's the comic book I read this week. Sometimes it's a new comic book, sometimes it's an old comic book, but it's always an Archie comic book. We'll move then to the news of the week. That's what happened in the world of Archie in the week since our last podcast. Then, on to new releases. That's what came out this past Wednesday. We'll be coming up this coming Wednesday. And your digital exclusives of the week. And we're going to wrap up this week. This week being our first show of 2016. Looking back uh, at all of the books of the week from 2015. We've got some some statistics, some percentages <laughs> <laughs> that we can look at and talk about um, about 2015, the year that was in Archie Comics. Now that it is officially over. And having said that, I want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I hope your New Year's Eve was awesome. Uh, I hope your New Year's Day was relaxing. I hope you guys got some time off. I hope you guys are kicking back this weekend. Uh, but there it is. That's what the show looks like this week. Let's jump into it and get into the book of the week. You guys, this week's book of the week is Jughead number three. I'm loving this book. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, it, it was announced like a year ago. We've been excited about it. We've been waiting for it. Um, that first issue hit uh, back in October. Um, and I've, I've, I've loved it. Obviously, I've talked about each of the issues as they've come out. And I think with this issue... Um, we start to get an, an idea of what the scope of this series is going to be. I think that uh, the creative team, uh, writer Chip Zdarsky and artist Erica Henderson, set the pace like right out the gate. Uh, you know, uh, in just the first few pages of the first issue, really gave you an, an idea of what this this book was going to feel like, what their interpretation of Jughead is what their Riverdale is like. Um, you know, set a little bit of a status quo by uh, a little bit of a status quo switch up by switching out some of the teachers, switching out, of course, the principal with that first issue. So did some did some uh, some big moving in that first issue. But largely what they did was gave you a sense of what this series was going to feel like. Uh, what this Jughead Jones is like, what this Riverdale feels like. Um, and I think they were immediately effective at that. And then um, as we move into issue three, we're left with a cliffhanger at the end of this issue that makes you think that this series might be going in an even different direction than we had initially thought. Um, one thing that the series has maintained... Uh, consistently is humor. Um, in my case, actual laugh out loud humor. I laughed out loud 
at least three times reading this issue, sitting by myself. I didn't have anything to prove to anyone. <laughs> I was just reading it and enjoying it. So let's get into what this issue is, what goes on in this issue, and why it's important. For me, there's two big things that happen. One is we meet Jughead's parents. Obviously, um, you know, we know For- Forsyth P. Jones, or Forsyth Jones the second. Um, I'm forgetting Jughead's mom's name. Oh, man, someone's going to bust me on that one. But we've met his mom and dad in the past, uh, but this gives us an idea of what they're like um, in in this version, this, you know, quote-unquote new Riverdale. Uh, and we find that out when we watch, uh, you know, Forsyth Jones the second, Forsyth Jones Jr., maybe? No, Forsyth Jones the second. <laughs> Jr. is the first. Yeah, okay, you get it. Um, we watch Jughead's dad go toe-to-toe with the brand-new principal, Principal Stanger, Principal Stanger, 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 Oh, <laughs> uh, the brand new principal we watch. We've seen Jughead go toe-to-toe with him, uh, issues one and two, and we watch uh, Jughead's dad butt heads with him in this issue. And we learn, uh, you know, with the dated expression, um, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, we can see very much where Jughead gets his personality from. Uh, Jughead's dad goes in there and is uh, fearless and is uh, is accusatory and, you know, uh, knows knows that he's right and uh, is very, um, very tricky, very cagey about pointing that out uh, to the good principal. That was a fantastic scene. That was a standout scene from this issue. Um, the second thing... Uh, that to me was huge in this issue is the fact that uh, the creative team, uh, Zdarsky and Henderson, have folded into each issue so far a sort of fantasy sequence. With the first issue, it was uh, it was an old sort of medieval dragons and knights kind of situation. With the second issue, it was, of course, the Time Police, which I lost my mind about. Um, and in this third issue, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, spoiler alert, um, the scene that he sort of jumps into while napping at Pops is uh, the Man from Riverdale storyline. Um, and this, if you don't know, was a storyline that happened back in the 60s, I believe like in the Life with Archie book which uh, established the the Riverdale kids, specifically Archie, as um, agents of POP, P-O-T, P-O-P, Protect the Planet, um, who were fighting against uh, the evil forces of Crush, who are uh, a separate acronym, who are these sort of like evil spies, really building on the, the popularity of spy shows and spy movies in the 60s. You can definitely find those old stories in a bunch of collections from Archie. Um, Those were really fun stories. A lot of those stories were reprinted in the final issues of Betty right before um, that uh, ceased publication. Oh, gosh, you know, four or five years ago now. So if you can can find those issues, those reprinted a lot of those old stories uh, in their entirety with the covers intact. looked really, really good with, uh, you know, updated printing and uh, uh, 
yeah, go find those issues of Betty. They're awesome. So um, what this issue does is uh, it follows that format that the first two issues have followed of uh, establishing a real-world problem and then establishing a sort of fantasy solution to it and then establishing the actual solution that Jughead comes to at the end of the issue um, with, you know, maybe some points from that fantasy world uh, becoming the basis for what he does in reality. But in this issue, we're left with some ambiguity on that last page. Jughead kind of snaps out of his dream, his his fantasy of this uh, these two warring like spy uh, factions that are going on, um, and we're left with him on the final page wondering if, in fact, it is what's going on. And oh my gosh, if it is what's going on, that is so. <laughs> rad. I am really, really excited about it. Um, you know, bringing in a sort of, if, uh, almost sort of like a fantasy sci-fi kind of element to this book um, would definitely set it apart from uh, from anything else we've seen, um, you know, published recently from Archie. Could be a lot, a lot of fun. It would certainly be a left turn. It certainly would not be what I expected where I expected this book was going to go when this book started. So I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I guess I won't say much more than that other than I am loving the artwork. I love Erica's depiction of Hot Dog. I love Betty's outfit when we first see her in the first few pages of this issue. Um, the drones are hilarious. Um, <laughs> everyone's reaction to Archie uh, everyone's really just harsh reactions um, to Archie. It, Archie's just continued existence and his mess ups and stuff. Almost like the almost like the the Peanuts kids uh, talk to Charlie Brown. Just that, just just barbed, uh, angry <laughs> sort of meanness that they throw at Archie. Oh, it was really hilarious. Um, Erica Henderson uh, turns in some really good action beats uh, with the uh, Man from Riverdale stuff. There's this great shot of uh, of Jughead hurling himself sideways and firing a gun at the same time. So some good dynamic art here. Um, good fashion, great Reggie moment. Uh, if you're looking for a good Reggie moment, just good, good stuff. Um, if you are at all hesitant about picking up this book, if you're you know uh, diehard grizzled, that's not the right word, um, old time uh, Archie Comics fan. Uh, and for whatever reason you haven't checked this out, please check this out. Um, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, and if you aren't pleasantly surprised, you can write me an angry email and tell me why I'm wrong. I would love to get that email. Go ahead and send it to me. There it is. There we go. That is it. That is your book of the week, Jughead number three. All right, you guys, uh, it's a light season for Archie news, of course, um, around the holidays. Uh, you know, not the best time to be making huge announcements and things of that nature, but I am not without a piece of news, a nugget of news, a kernel of a chance of something cool. Um, out uh, just a few days ago over on HorrorTalk.com, this is a horror site that says the best in horror since 2002. Um, we have Better Late Than Never, <laughs> an interview with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, which was conducted back in uh, October at New York Comic Con 2015. 
Um, and this is a good interview. Um, you know, I'm always reading interviews from the perspective of comics fans, uh, talking to creators. So it's cool to have an interview here from a a horror fan, like a uh, a fan of from coming from the angle of that genre who is enjoying the uh, the Archie horror titles with uh, obviously Afterlife with Archie and Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, so this interviewer talks to him uh, to uh, Roberto about that. Roberto is of course the author of both of those books, the chief creative officer of Archie Comics. Um, and the interesting thing in here, the bit that I picked out that I was most excited about was when he asks Roberto about Vampironica. And for those who may be unaware of that, Vampironica is a character who showed up in issues in the past, sort of a, a Veronica style send up of Vampirella, that sort of, um, horror comics icon um, and iconography along with it. Um, And back at San Diego Comic-Con last summer, we got sort of a teaser image of what Vampironica might look like um, if folded into the Archie horror books. Um, So uh, in this interview, they ask about Vampironica and... uh, what Roberto says, it's down the line, but it's definitely happening. Now, a lot can change in a couple months. Obviously, this interview is from back in October. Um, and in October, he says it's down the line. So uh, we can definitely keep our eye out in 2016. Um, but this caught my eye nonetheless. Um, when that image was released last summer, um, I, I feel like at the moment, I didn't believe that it was necessarily a series coming up so much as um, a cool image to put out there um, and generate a little of excitement um, and maybe just as a feeler to put out to see if folks would be excited about something like that. But we'll have to wait and see. Until then, uh, check it out. Read this interview yourself over at horrortalk.com. That's a talk with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. All right, new releases. New releases for this past Wednesday, December the 30th, 2015. Um, Archie Winter Annual Digest number 265. And of course, our book of the week, Jughead number three. Um, Three variant covers on there, um, or rather three covers. uh, One from Erica Henderson, one from Carrie Randolph, and one from Ty Templeton. And also out this week, the final issue of Mega Man, Mega Man number 55. Um, It's been said this book is going on hiatus to return at a certain point. But uh, as of right now, this is the final issue of the current run, number 55, out this past Wednesday, um, with a cover by Patrick Spaziante and another by Ryan Jompol. I think, as I mentioned last week, um, both of those artists, uh, both those creators, very important to to this run of comics. Um, so cool to see those last two covers go to them. Um, uh, looking ahead to this coming Wednesday, the 6th of January, 2016, Archie number five. This is awesome. Um, we will definitely be talking about this next week. I'm really, really excited about it. I've really been enjoying this series, and I'm really excited to see the debut of Veronica Fish. I've really been enjoying all of that promo art, um, all of those uh, like un- uncolored, unlettered pages that have been sort of streaming out. 
um, that we've been able to see. So it'll be great to see, uh, you know, sort of at long last, a, a full issue of her artwork on this series. Really, really excited about that. Archie number five coming out next week, the sixth, with three covers on there. One by the, the new series artist, Veronica Fish. One by Thomas Patilli and one from David Williams. Also out next week, Jughead and Archie Winter Annual Digest number 18. And finally, next week on the 6th, the complete softcover collection of the Sonic and Mega Man Worlds Collide crossover. Um, this, uh, this was a the first crossover that happened between Sonic the Hedgehog and Mega Man, uh, I believe three years back now was a terrific summer event. Um, read it at the time, really enjoyed it. It's a great opportunity to go back and check out that that full run um, and check out the story that led to last summer's Worlds Unite, um, which was also a really fun series that we talked about last summer. So those are your new releases for this past Wednesday the 30th and this coming Wednesday the 6th from Archie Comics. You guys, I, I crunched some data. I crunched some numbers. <laughs> um, uh, it's I got uh, I did some, uh, you know, elementary school math, which is um, <laughs> not not my strong suit. Um, math that is not elementary school math. But um, I have in my hand uh, a list of the books of the week. From the last year, um, there are 50 of them. Of course, there were 52 shows last year. Um, two of them, uh, one, I believe, from back in April and one just a couple weeks back, you'll recall, um, actually over the Thanksgiving holiday, were uh, books, were issues where I covered multiple books. There were big release weeks, so I talked about all of the books that came out on those particular weeks. Um, so I'm not counting them in here. So we have 50 books of the week. Um, and I have it broken down by percentage. Isn't this exciting? Um, and this was fun for me. I don't know if it'll be fun for you guys to hear about, uh, but this is something I've never done to go, to go back and see which books um, we talked about the most. So presumably which books I was most excited about as the year progressed. Um, and believe it or not, um, well, I guess we'll hold off on that for a second. Um, I, I mean, obviously, some of this is uh, is going to be wrapped up in uh, publishing history, in the frequency in which these books are published. Um, obviously, a book like uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or Afterlife with Archie probably is going to have the highest percentage because while I did talk about every single issue of those that came out, not a ton of them came out. So, uh, obviously, there are some things that are going to be uh, weighted a little more heavily. So, with that in mind, um, I was surprised to find that my uh, my most picked, most picked book of the week is the Betty and Veronica Double Digest. This is awesome. This, in fact, picked up uh, 14% of my books 
of the week, uh, therefore showing you what a, a what a widespread of books there were. There were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different titles that became uh, uh, books of the week over the last year. Um, and Betty and Veronica Double Digest pulls in 14% of those. Um, and... Betty and Veronica Double Digest holds a certain distinction, which some of you may know. It was actually the very first book I talked about on the very first episode of this show, um, which is rad uh, and not uh, not a not a small statement to make. That's pretty rad. Um, so coming up, uh, a close second is going to be the Archie title, just straight up Archie. Um, we talked about six issues of that series, uh, bringing it into twelve uh, percent of the total, um, the, t- the total books of the week. Um, of course, that is split between the two volumes, with volume one getting three books of the week and volume two getting three books of the week. Um, and I believe that's the total number that we got from last year. So. Um, we could probably split those numbers up. Uh, I believe Volume 1 and Volume 2 are very, very different. I think you guys would agree with me on that one. Uh, following that up, we have a two-way tie between Jughead and Archie Double Digest uh, with 10%. And the digital exclusives, I've sort of lumped those together. Um, and, J- J- I mean, obviously the Jughead and Archie Double Digest, I, if you had asked me before totaling all these, I would have said that probably Jughead and Archie was going to come out ahead as, uh, the, the by the numbers favorite. Any book that you can pick up that has, you know, Sam Schwartz, Jughead stories, and, uh, you know, Stan Goldberg, uh, and Frank Doyle, uh, that Wilkin Boy stories in it, uh, nothing better than that, nothing better whatsoever um and with the digital exclusives those are things uh, i don't think i talked about as much in prior years so i was excited to see that those had really made it into the fold this year they are a big part of archie's publishing line they're um a really good resource obviously the standout this year was the jughead's time police collection but in the past we've gotten you know, in in collections of the entire run of Cosmo the Merry Martian, that's just, you know, sitting there in the digital library waiting for you to pick up. Um, they've done lots of great collections. Super Doc, um, you know, a lot of the, that obscure stuff has made it into digital collections and will probably not make it to print editions, um, just owing to the, you know, the, the sort of odd nature of those books um, and their sort of selling potential in a marketplace such as such as the one we're in. Um, so, so you know, g- go check out those digital collections. Um, but yeah, for the digital exclusives to get 10%, I thought was pretty exciting. Um, notable runners-up. Um, I guess we'll talk uh, the Black Hood. The Black Hood pulled in 8% um, with four of those seven issues that came out last year uh, being talked about here on the show. Um, I've had a lot of fun with that series. I'm excited to see where that series is going, especially with the new, uh, the new artists coming on with the upcoming issues. Um, I guess we'll leave it there. Um, I, I like this. I like going back 
and uh, and checking those out. As I said, I was surprised to find that Betty and Veronica Double Digest um, was the uh, by the numbers favorite. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that that's probably my favorite title. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I might have to go Jughead and Archie. Um, I, I guess I'm just going to sit here on the air and waffle back and forth. Um, I love Betty and Veronica Double Digest. I love Betty and Veronica Friends Double Digest. Those are probably two of my very, very favorites. Um, with Jughead and Archie as a close second. Um, and looking back at all of the past books of the week from the past year... Um, I did pick an all-time favorite issue of the last year, and I'm going to pass that over to, I'm going to open the envelope, please, Um, but uh, my very favorite issue um, came very, very early last year, Um, and I absolutely loved it, obviously, Um, and obviously it was a book of the week that I was excited about when it came out. I remember actually... Um, during my visit to the Archie offices last winter, um, talking specifically to Mike Pellerito, the president of Archie Comics, about this issue and just how how special and terrific it was. Um, Archie number 663. Um, this is known affectionately, maybe just by me, as the scooter issue, uh, the issue in which um, uh, Archie's car breaks down and he gets a scooter. Um, and of course... Mischief and hilarity ensue, uh, as as happens in all great Archie Comics stories. Um, this was a story written by Chuck Dixon, with art by Pat Kennedy and Tim Kennedy, colors by Glenn Whitmore, inks by Rich Kozlowski, and letters by Jack Morelli. Um, and this featured, you know, uh, two-page spreads, um, just cool stuff. I love Pat and Tim's art, um, and I I really really enjoyed the work that chuck dixon has done for for archie comics over the last gosh maybe eight or ten years at this point just cool fun classic stories um so uh so there it is i mean the most popular title of the year betting veronica double digest um digital collections are becoming a a bigger part of the show a bigger part of my reading habits um and uh are, are super super fun um black hood we'll wait and see what comes of that title i've really really been enjoying it um and archie number 663 is uh i guess my book of the year all right folks thanks so much for listening this week um as i stated last week and sort of (laughs) buried the lead at the beginning of the show this is our 200th episode um, uh, I guess, uh, we'll, we'll do a big bash at some point, uh, coming up with the 200th episode falling as it has sort of in the midst of the holidays. What, uh, I'm planning to do is do a big show for the show's fourth anniversary, which is coming up in March. The first week of March will mark the, the fourth year of this, uh, very podcast coming out every week. Awesome. Um, as I've said the last few weeks, um, I am full of, uh, you know, Christmas and, and New Year mushiness. So thank you guys. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the last 199 episodes before it. 
Um, and I hope I hope there's somebody listening who this is their very first episode, and I hope they enjoyed it. Um, and I will uh, I will I will put my thinking cap on, and we'll uh, we'll work towards a really fun, exciting fourth anniversary episode coming up just a few months away in March. I want to let you guys know all of the ways that you can get in touch. You can always send an email to riverdalepodcast at yahoo.com. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash riverdalepodcast. On Twitter, we are at riverdalepod. Head over to riverdalepodcast.com. You'll find all the necessary links. You can hit that ask button. Uh, that's a Tumblr site, so you can uh, you can follow us on Tumblr. You can, uh, as I said, ask questions there, reblog our stuff. Um, you can you can send messages on that thing now. So that's rad. You can also call. You can call and leave a voicemail. I love getting voicemails. Last week we played a few voicemails, and I love it. It's so much fun. Um, and everybody seemed to enjoy the voicemail episode. So the more voicemails you send in, the more voicemails I will play. Um, so here it is. You can call in at 573 573- Four two seven two four four three. That's five seven three four Archie. Um, don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes. If you're listening through iTunes, do please write a review. It helps people find the show. It's a great way to help out the show if you like it and listen every week. We're gonna wrap things up there. Um, I'm very very excited to be kicking off um, th- this year, 2016, with all of you guys. Um, let's do it. Let's have another great year of Archie Comics, guys. My name is Jonathan, and I will see you again next week right here in lovely Riverdale, USA.